<laughs> so, what do you want to talk about? I can tell you what I don't want to talk about, but what we're going to talk about. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Sorry, I was doing the Cody Rhodes from WWE. Um, he I've does that been watching it lately. He did, there was a pay-per-view this weekend, and he does that every time he gets in the ring to do a promo. He does. I didn't even know he was back in the WWE. Why is he not in AEW? He left AEW to come back to WWE to finish the fight, to finish the dream, because his dad never got the title, so he came back to finish the story. Oh, I was like, doesn't he, like, partly own AEW? Not anymore. <laughs> is it a real thing that he sold it, or is this just, like, a play? No, no like, he legit came back to WWE, yeah interesting full huh. full 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 on board yeah and then he got hurt and so he had, didn't wrestle for a long time and then he came back so now he's fighting roman yeah. i'm so behind is he no he's fighting brock lesnar oh. the whole thing i don't know anyway but he's when he gets in the ring to do a promo he's like so roman reigns is one of what do you want to talk about <laughs> i met roman reigns it was one of the greatest days of my life. <laughs> Not only that, but like I actually touched him when he was coming down the stairs, but then I actually met him at an autograph signing. And my friend Mark came with us and our my friend Emerson. And so Mark was standing behind my friend Aaron and I, and we were all laughing. And Roman turned to Mark and goes, are you with these crazy ladies? And Mark was like, yep. yep. We're like, ah! I can't believe he got leukemia and then came back to the ring the way he did. Like, that's insane to me. I love that man so much. That was insane to me. I used to not like him because he had like no wrestling moves and he was so overhyped. And I'm like, guy doesn't know how he has like three wrestling moves. He doesn't like, I don't like, but then he's not good on the mic. That's okay. Yeah. And then they they came back and they kind of retooled him and then they made him, um, you know, they, they, um, (laughs) oh God, I'm having an MS brain moment. Not a face. He's not a baby face. He's a heel. He's a heel. Oh, heel. <laughs> I kept thinking, I'm like, what, what is he? So, the, yeah, they made him a heel, and then they gave him Paul Heyman, who I love. I love Paul Heyman. His mouthpiece and stuff. And then, well, I'm a little over the whole Usos and the whole bloodline kind of thing. Like, uh, I like, I love Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And so it's that storyline of them becoming, but getting their friendship back together and then this, it's no, all I, I like have it. no idea no idea what's going on yeah because you're not watching nope yeah anyway anyway I'm watching my 600 pound life eight times a week now oh my Eating god my pasta and carbs <laughs> carving well, up for the mental challenge ahead of me of i know we had a carb load to watch steve asante <laughs> so yeah we're gonna talk about so we had a special request and i we're going to talk about the Santa Brothers, but we will be right back and do all that. And we are back. Welcome back, you guys. So we are tonight, we are by special request. Um, we have been specially requested to do the Asante Brothers for Fat Friday. Um, Stephen Asante, Justin Asante, and their father, and they were spread out over four episodes. We thought three, and then we discovered there was a fourth, and so there was some frantic, oh shit, can we 
ever make sure everybody can watch us and by everybody i mean not just me and lexi because we have special guest co-host with us today we have wes yeah and wes's background is out of this world and your your hair wrap is amazing my, that's a turban can you hear me your turban yes you yes, look my like turban. It's my turban you read my mind i'm like tell me my fortune Right. I love it. I love it. So, you know, I'm getting very into my tarot card era, right? This is my gypsy era. So, so I thought, well, you know what? I I like a good, uh, so we down here, we call them snookies, right? So, you know, the, 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 the beanies that, you know, you wear like the beanie hats. Mm -hmm. You call them snookies. Okay. Down here, we call them snookies, right? At least in the town I'm from. And so like, I like, a, I like a good snooky because I'm going bald, but I thought, well, I like the turban look. So I thought I would try one. And I, I think I look fabulous. I love so, it. I so personally I wear it. it. I wear it everywhere now. Wes, I love can it. you read? Can you do like read, do a reading for me at some time? Sure. Yeah. I can, I can, I'm not very good at it now. If it was palms or fire, I could do that. Cause I've done that for years, but I'll be more than happy to do a tarot reading. For you can you. practice on me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing them on, I don't know if I can. I don't know if y'all will let me promote it here or not, but of there course, is another. You can promote whatever you want. We let well, you no, promote uh, your asshole on here. Come on now. Well, no, there's just, there's a, there's a, there is a bear chaser app called Growler. Mm, okay. And uh, very similar to uh, TikTok, they have a live streaming option. Okay. And so uh, I love to do live streams there. And so I've been, I've been practicing my, um, my my tarot reading skills there oh interesting interesting mm-hmm. can you tell us some stories um from growler the growler app can you tell us like oh. you always have stories <laughs> well so on growler you cannot um they they do not want to have like nudity or sex or anything right like you you can't have that because the you can't children have sex on camera you can't show can't your sex, asshole on right. camera Okay. Right, you can't do any of that, right? So, but there's some workarounds. Oh, <laughs> oh God, what, is, what do you do? What do you, what? I don't do it. Mm. I don't do it. All but right. there are some very yummy men that um, have found out that if you manipulate the camera in certain angles, the algorithm, because it's an automatic bot that watches it, the algorithm doesn't catch it. And so that's fun. Okay, I need, I'm I'm gonna need this explained to me how the algorithm catches it and how that is foiled. Like you gotta so, explain. So apparently there is it's just like a like an a like an AI bot that just mm-hmm. like monitors all the chats, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess it does like a visual AI, right? right? And so if if the camera is not up and down like this. Mm-hmm. Like this is how it reads. So this is how it's programmed to read, right? Up and down. Okay. But if it's turned upside down, it like discombobulates it and it doesn't know what it's reading. Doesn't know what it's looking at. Yeah. Yeah. So you flip and your so, camera. Yeah. And so does yeah. it make the guy look like he's standing on his head? No, he- I mean it, it literally just shows it literally just shows his image upside down. But the the i guess the ai bot doesn't recognize that the image is upside down it just recognizes that there's an image in there but it doesn't it doesn't it keeps it from seeing anything it doesn't understand yeah 
if it's yeah. not seeing it head, shoulders, knees, and toes in that mm -hmm. order from the top to the yeah. bottom, it doesn't know yeah. what it's looking at. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, okay. So you go live stream and then they, live stream their, they do their show their bundles. Well, what, what is, <laughs> is some, some of them do. Some of them. So, you know, I have to say for many, many years, Growler did not have this live stream feature. And I'm trying to get better lighting. I'm trying to work on my lighting. I don't know how well it is or not, but um, so for many, many years, Oh, see, that's bad. Yeah, see, so yeah, many, cut your face off. <laughs> yeah, many, 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 many years, Growler did not have a live stream feature. And so um, they, uh, this is something new that they've recently started, they've recently introduced, maybe in the last two or three years. And it seems to have taken off, but you can, I don't know, it's fun. So if okay. there are any, if there are any, bear gay bear chasers or gay bear admirers or people that just like to have a good time please download the growler app and come support us because it's fun okay um so let me ask this maybe i'm showing my ignorance but are you the bear or are you the bear ch or chaser or the bear chaser? oh i'm i so i am technically so a bear is uh a hairy gay man a, a, a large hairy gay man right right um I'm a large gay man that has chest hair and belly hair. I'm not like super duper hairy. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I have chest hair, but I'm not like, you know, some men have it on their back and on their shoulders. And like on their, my you know. Italian husband has hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, that's, that's not me. Right, right. That's <laughs> not me, right? Um, and so uh, I, I fall very, very, very firmly in like the chub super chub category but that's like a subcategory of kids. okay <laughs> so okay. stupid that's no, like a subcategory about this right so there's like the bear category and then there's like subcategories in the bear category so there's like there's otters which are like uh thin hairy um gay men so they're like bear they're like thin bears so they're otters because they're not big okay right? okay yeah, so there's an otter right and then there are like seals, which are like big uh, guys, but no hair. Big guys, no hair. There you go. Okay. Okay. I'm um, and then it's kind of a blanket for the chub community, also kind of goes into the bear community just because there's a lot of overlap. Uh huh. Um, and that seems so, logical. yeah, 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 yeah. So there's a lot of overlap. And so, I am firmly a super chub first and foremost because my size is so large it supersedes everything. Okay. Um, okay. but it, there's no super chub app, right? I mean, there's like there's there's chaseable, but it's like I said, it's very much like the bear chub community are in intertwined. Interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So so let me ask you this on a personal preference. This has got me thinking because I mentioned mm -hmm. I'm married to a hairy Italian man. Mm -hmm. Right. And I, you know, so he's got a lot of hair, but which I find, I find it sexy. I think it's, you know, hair on his yeah. back, all of it. I, it's all good to me. Yeah. Um, but before that, I have previously dated men who have shaved their chest. Mm -hmm. I'm not yet really a fan. What are your thoughts? And and Lexi, yours too. I'd like you to chime in on on this. What are your thoughts on men shaving their chests? You want me to go first? Sure. I like it. I like, I like, like animal you hair. You like a hairless man? Yeah. Yeah. 
I do. Yeah, you like hairless. Um, <laughs> you know, for me, for me, it's very. The stubble doesn't bother you. Me, no, no, no. The, the okay. stubble doesn't bother you. See, so I will tell you. So let me put a pin in that because I got a story for stubble. Oh, but uh... <laughs> oh, I got some stubble stories. Yeah. So. um and see, I was going to try to be PC so I could tell my aunts and uncles to watch, listen to this program, but I'm like, no, that's going to go out the window. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maybe we'll do another episode that will be not right. needing the explicit label on it. <laughs> yeah, no, so, uh, no, I'm, I'm a very, like, I don't have a, I never have a blanket statement for my attraction anymore because it's very like it all depends on the guy right because like there was this one guy that I used to date who let's just say that he was a um very high-ranking politician in Central America in a Central American Latin Central Latin American country okay? okay and um he's married or no he's married but he's they're Catholic so they they're not a divorce but they're separated Mm. And he's got like a full grown son. So I'm not going to expose him, even though he's an asshole and I should expose him. Isn't he, <laughs> but, isn't isn't this one also like a really conservative leaning guy that you were talking about once? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He is super duper hairy. Like, oh, but like in, like, a, ugh, in a good way or ugh, in a bad way? Well, good now. But like, so this is this is why I say it's subjective, because it's like when I first date started dating him, he was not fat but thicker right mm-hmm. um i would say in between like almost a dad bod but not quite a dad bod right i love but dad like, bods mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yeah. but not but but not like well kept dad bod like old dad bod right because this this guy's quite a bit older than i yeah yeah, I'm, yeah. um do you see what i'm saying oh and I, like I, yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah but and very <laughs> hairy very hairy i'm talking like the shirt comes off looks like a werewolf kind of hairy <laughs> okay but but it didn't have a beard and and you know um you know we dated for six about six months and everything was fine i put up with it right uh, just I said, like, you know, stay on your back, suck your dick, stay on your back, and I'm gonna touch the back here. We're good to go. <laughs> but then, like, uh, you know, just keep paying the bills, maybe it's all good, right? Right, right. Um, but then, uh, but then we didn't see each other for about about a year, and then we saw each other for, and then we got back together a year later, and he started working out. So then he got a good body, mm. like a really good body, and mm. like he had a nice face, like he had, he had like a beard. And then I was like, ooh, the hair is kind of sexy now, right? So it worked, so, it worked in that scenario. Yes. Yeah, so then it worked. So like, and I just say that because it's like before it didn't work on him, but then something happened and it did work on him. So it's like. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Okay. So here's my next question. And you can guess where I'm going with this one. Mm-hmm. Men shaving their like landscape. Oh, I like a crap. bush. I like a bush. Do you like a full bush? Do you like a mid, like a no, trim? I, I want it to like... look like fucking the Amazon rainforest. Oh, you want to go digging for it? Yes. You want to go yeah. on an expedition? To I want to floss my teeth. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I'm done. (laughs) I love it. No more internet for me today. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I like a big, big bush. Lexi, preferences? 
Uh, complete opposite. <laughs> you like it shaved, all gone. Everything. You don't like a single <laughs> well, like what about a little bit. Legs? What about legs? I don't wait. I've never been with a guy that has shaved legs. Well, I'm just saying you don't like hair on their chest. You don't like hair on their. Oh, I don't care about legs. Naughty parts, like, but you just. Don't no, but if I'm like, if my head's on a chest, or if I'm rubbing a chest, I want it to be like sort of smooth. But I like, I'm kind of like West, where I don't want to discriminate. I'm not gonna be like, I'm not gonna be with this guy because he has a hairy. You chest, may end up you know? like, mm-hmm. you may like. It. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm not gonna discriminate. Right. It's but my preference. It's just it's it's subjective, right? But like, right. I wouldn't have known. I never really had any preferences like that. Like I can tell you mm-hmm. historically who I'm attracted to as far as like what their personality is like or sometimes mm-hmm. what their general build is or whatever. But I, mm-hmm. I'm never a hard and fast rule about anything because mm-hmm. I'll try anything once at least, you know, right? Right, because, you know, because it's like, you know, like uh, let's think about like just Jason Momoa or The Rock. Oh my God! Like, Don't give me some. I think Lexi just had an orgasm. I'm, I'm oh, getting, I would. Um, I would be right there with you. I mean, those men are so sexy. I would. She she was having an orgasm to uh, Roman Reigns. Do I don't know who that is. is? I He's don't know who that is. Just look him up. You'll you'll be happy you looked him up. Okay. I yeah. but I'm gonna tell you. I I find Jason Momoa and The Rock so sexy that. Well, The Rock's a wrestler I, too. So yeah. Yeah, I would go down on either one of those men. After their dick had been in a vagina without them washing it. That's how sexy I find them. <laughs> okay. Well, like, that that's is a how sexy scale that I am not familiar with. <laughs> I am willing to get close to the tuna gas juice just to, to... The tuna gas juice. What? Yes. What did you call it? A tuna gash. That's what I call them. A tuna gash. A tuna gash. Okay. Yes. So so in your parlance, you're you're in Wes's world, I would have gotten my tuna gash wax today. Yes. Okay. You would have, had, you would have been descaled. Descaled. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well then. <laughs> what was this wrestler's name? What Roman Reigns? Roman Reigns. R e i g n s. Yeah, you'll you'll be happy. That'll be your spank material tonight. I want to believe in masturbation. Oh, bullshit. I think that's, I think that's an abomination. Oh, hello, Jesus. It's an abomination. I know, right? <laughs> He's like, that's an abomination. Oh, hello. <laughs> I told you. He is. I met him. He is so sexy. Mm, mm. See, so I like a big, as I've gotten older, I've, I've, I used to like, really like, I used to think, I used to love like tall, lean, thin men, like kind of that men that looked like they could have been a horse in a past life. Does that make sense? Like, do you understand like, like that physical mm-hmm. look I'm talking about? Like, you know, okay, like that. And I still find that attractive on a man, but I just like, as I've gotten older, I'm like, I, there's something about a, just a solid man that like, you could like, I could hit them on the chest and like, hear like a thump, you know what I mean? Like just something to fall back on. If you hit me on the stomach or chest, you're going to hear a splat. Just saying. Because <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have a wrestler that I'm I'm fond of, and I just texted yeah. you guys a picture. Ooh, right. Oh yes, yeah. I would want. I don't her. know who that is. That's her name is Rhea Ripley. She's an Australian uh, wrestler, and she's like an Amazon. She's like huge and she's big and muscular and uh, but she's look at her face. Look, she's fucking gorgeous and mm-hmm. and 
she would I would want her to throw me around and I lips. would I would love it. I like the lips. Mm-hmm. She she could do some something with those. So I'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> we've discussed this, but I would that we I determined that I would in fact go that direction in bed. Uh-huh. Um I came to this conclusion after many an hour watching below deck. so you know i have never watched that show oh my god you have to watch it wes i have never seen one episode of it to be quite honest with you i am so now this is gonna be off it's gonna get off topic but go right back to it very quickly i am a huge um kathy griffin fan okay right i i adore kathy griffin and so when Life she was feelings. exactly and when she was let go from when she had that con that controversy when trump first became president you know and she had the whole mass controversy and she was mm-hmm. let go from cnn andy cohen they asked him about her and he was like oh kathy who i don't know who you're talking about um, even though he fucking knew who she was right right and so it was a mariah carey i don't know her moment Exactly. <laughs> and so ever since then, I've just had this, like, I, I'm against Andy Cohen, like, right, you know, and so like, ever since that moment, I, my hatred for him has just been growing and growing. And so it's okay. like, I cannot, like, I used to love to watch the Real Housewives shows. But and now like, because of his right, association. I, 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 a couple of them I'll watch, but I don't, I know it sounds so stupid, but it's just like, I cannot, I just can't get over it. <laughs> like, <laughs> No, you know, I get it. I get it. So we're Bills fans in this house. My husband is a diehard Bills fan. And and the 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 Bills sworn enemy is the Patriots. The Patriots play in a stadium called Gillette Stadium. My husband will not use Gillette razors. <laughs> Even though, so then Tom Brady was because he was like repping them, but now. Josh Allen also represents the heat. He wraps them too now. And Josh Allen is the Bills quarterback. So, so now he's conflicted. He's like, I can kind of, you know, and he also, <laughs> so my husband will not listen to Bon Jovi. Mm-hmm. Has Bon Jovi threatened to, to try to, they were going to wanting to buy the Buffalo Bills once. And if they had bought them, they would have moved them mm-hmm. and to New Jersey or something. And, and because of that, they never did. They didn't buy them. But because of that, my husband will not listen to Bon Jovi. So your association, why you won't watch it, makes complete sense in my world. <laughs> you know, I um I I used to work for uh the big blue box home improvement store. Okay. Um I worked for them for for about a year or two uh, this is how like brand loyal i am you in I, construction oh right i was the cashier i was <laughs> i do admin roles honey i work in admin i, I push papers and you're not money. carrying lumber around i am not carrying lumber no I, well I although mean, i, I was I like introduced to... to the website uh, or to i was told to google lesbian lumberjacks the other day so <laughs> i mean i mean that... <laughs> I, I like i'm i'm very versed in handling wood i just don't handle lumber <laughs> Yeah, come on you set me up for that i one. did that was so <laughs> easy right that. But, that was um, easy like Kai's <laughs> no but uh i used to work for the big you know the big blue blocks the blue big blue box hardware store and obviously their biggest competitor is the big orange one right mm-hmm. 
to this, even though that blue, even though the blue store fired my ass, to this day, I still will not shop at the orange box. I cannot bring myself okay. to do it. And All this right. is over, and this is this was over 12 years ago. All right. So you're saying you're a petty ass bitch, is what you're saying. <laughs> oh, I am as Charlotte Dobre, shout out to one of the best YouTubers out there, Charlotte Dobre. She's the queen of petty. I'm like the the grand dame of petty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> do I do I dare ask you to come back to the stubble story? Oh, so you guys know what rim jobs are, right? Rim job, yes. Okay. Well, so you know, there was a long time there where I had had relations with the gentleman caller, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so here recently. I've been feeling, feeling my oats, as they say, from RuPaul's Drag Race and okay. wanted to hook up. So I I hooked up with this guy and he loved to give rim jobs. Like that was what he loved to do. I'm like, fine, whatever. I have an amazing ass. This is fine. You know, like mm-hmm. I like to have my body worship. Let's do it. Well, if this is going to happen, make them shave like five minutes before they go down there <laughs> because he had fucking stubble. And for the next two days, I was walking around clapping my cheeks like they were fucking road rash, okay? I mean, it was <laughs> horrible. Road rash on your asshole. <laughs> yes, it was horrible. And like 20 minutes in, I was like, ooh, wait. This is this not does- feeling, this is not going to be good tomorrow. This is not going to be good tomorrow. <laughs> Just hope hope you didn't eat, uh, eat Taco Bell tonight. Don't eat any Taco Bell because you got to wipe that ass. Yeah, I was like, this is not going to be good. <laughs> like post-childbirth like post when we have to. Yeah. <laughs> Did you do something? Oh, I love your hair. By the way, I didn't tell you how much I like your hair. Thank you. Not... I wish I had hair to do, but I don't. Well, this is Lauren's Lauren's work. She likes to, uh, I just, you know, I'm like, chop it off, do whatever. And she's like, mm-hmm. Ooh. so she, she came up with this. She had like three different purples and yeah, so it was fun. Maybe I'll um, get a wig. I'm thinking about maybe getting a, a men's hair piece. A men's hair piece, huh? Mm-hmm. I learned yeah. about some some of these. Do they have kind that like you medically glue to your head? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know this. Yeah, yeah they're like $500. Oh. Yeah, I feel so like that maybe... would hurt your skin. Yeah, I mean, it's hypoallergenic, but you know. I mean... There was a discussion on another webpage, not a webpage, somebody else's Facebook group that was talking about... Um, the love and paradise couple um val and whatever his boyfriend's name is i forget um but val has a whole hair wig hair piece situation happening mm-hmm. and so i learned from that Things so happen. there there was uh i'm sure you guys know who jason alexander is from seinfeld right mm-hmm. um so you know for 20 30 the last 20 30 years this man has been bald like i'm talking like my level of bald, bald right <laughs> okay and then a few years ago i saw him on um bill mars show okay and he had a full fucking head of hair and nobody was talking about it everyone was just, acting like <laughs> yeah. it was normal. just like pretending that it was always yeah. there and, and i'm like i'm like wait this man was on the biggest tv show for 20 fucking years bald and now he's got more hair than Jesus? Like, 
let's come on and he's just they're like and he's just like going like this and as he scratches it you can see like it moves a little bit like that and he pushes it back no. I'm oh, like, no. surely this is a skit like surely like this is a bit right this is a bit yeah, like this has got to be a bit oh you disappeared there you are and you're back miss cleo is back okay all right well um let's get into what the reason why we're here the reason why i've gathered you all together um we are gonna do um there it is has Tesh, um, have you knocked the cord off of your microphone tonight n- no i i changed the way my microphone <laughs> is it plugs in up here now and the cord that i used the cord that i always kick out was the cord for the headphones the headphone jack doesn't work anymore so it's a whole thing nice. yeah i've i've re- i've broken it beyond repair um <laughs> we are going to talk about the asante brothers there are four episodes of the asante brothers which are steven asante just justin asante and their father and they're from rhode island which is not like people i forget that it's actually a state and they're actually people from there so now um we have this and we're doing this at the request of one of our listeners Alyssa padilla has requested this and so we said oh yeah let's go let's dive into the asante brothers so they are um fairly notorious if you're a a fan of my 600 pound life you will have heard of them um and people want to know what's going on and uh we watched all of their episodes for you so let's start at the very very beginning lexi west sure (laughs) (laughs) we meet steven asante and justin and we find out a little bit about their history they kind of go right into the history of them growing up we find out that their mother abandoned them at a young age and she was a pretty much raging alcoholic she liked to go clubbing so they live with their dad and their mom just left them to live with another man so starting at a young age they both uh suffered from a food addiction and it seems like out of the two brothers steven was the one that would always throw tantrums and like manipulate his way into getting food at a young age mm-hmm. and he was also a bully to to justin they're like severely overweight by the way everyone like severely well yeah i mean yeah Wes. so i you know i think um you know i i don't think my controversial opinion is i don't think that steven and justin are, are as different as people tend to think that they are. I think that they're just two ends of the same card, if that makes two sides to the same card, basically. Um, whereas I think Steven is very um, m- manipulative with his anger and his like bombastic personality and attitude. Mm-hmm. I feel that Justin is just as manipulative with his, with his behavior yes. and mm-hmm. his, and his pouting and his uh like he'll uh ignore his father he'll lock himself in his room he'll right he'll walk away you know it's, well, it's dad just as puppy. right well he right. resorts it's, back to like i don't want to say infantile but definitely childish yeah. behavior both of right. them yeah. yeah both of them haven't yes. matured beyond right. like third grade it's right it's, but yeah know, it, i i agree with you 100 percent, Wes. i do like they're both just as bad steven i think gets more attention because he's more 
from yeah, back well, yes. I mean, that's, a, you know, but, make it about myself, but I mean, it goes back to like my episode. People people would say, oh, you know, he's a good guy, did such a great job. It just his episode was boring because it wasn't so drama filled. Well, people right. like the drama. So mm-hmm. that's why they go right. with Steven so much. Right, mm-hmm. right. And yeah, Justin has his own jacked up way. So um, Stephen went so far as to have his dad arrested and then drop the charges because his dad told him he would buy him a large pizza. And he agreed. He he said, if you buy me a large pizza, I won't press charges. I'm sorry. Well, uh, well, let me. (laughs) Where's the food addict in the room here? Okay, okay. Props um, to him for getting that pizza. Props to him for getting that pizza. Yeah. So um <laughs> we start out with start out. I'm like talking like them now, right? Like they're the Rhode <laughs> Island rub it off on me. I watch way too much of it. Um you need some we start water. out with the knowledge that um learning that that he was getting himself kicked out of this Rhode Island hospital for being an asshole to the nurses. And so his dad found him, Doctor Now. Like that's. that's a, <laughs> then we get. So, in. <laughs> I'm gonna ask another question, and maybe I'm surely I cannot be the only person that thought this, but I I know at one, and maybe we'll get to this in a little bit. I know at one point Stephen got married to a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously that did not work out, but um, well, they allegedly are maybe still together. We don't know. It's unknown right now. I kind of have a feeling that he's a homosexual. <laughs> you know what? I'm not, I actually, that yeah, I wouldn't do. And I didn't want to say it. So now that you said it. Hey. Okay. Oh, honey. No, I don't I, know. Like, the, something, there's something about it. Like, I don't know if he was in denial or. I think, I, yeah, I think that he's hum. My gaydar pings. The sonar goes off when he when he does little <laughs> things like this. He like he he like clutches his pearls, you know, and he makes those faces and he goes mm. mm-hmm. and he bats his eyelashes. Come on, come on, queen, <laughs> you know. And I think I think that that's just another layer to his problems, right? I think perhaps mm. he's homosexual. Maybe he's perhaps he's queer in the queer community, I should say, and he's un- he's afraid to face that. Mm. And so he covers that shame and that guilt with food and drugs. That makes sense because drugs, you know, yes. as as the resident drug addict in the room, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's my <laughs> that's my area. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, and his behavior with regards to the food and the way he treated people and stuff is very classic addict behavior, right? Very classic. Mm-hmm. You know this, Wes, from having worked in the field. You know, it's a very very classic behavior. Mm-hmm. um the manipulation and stuff like that um i had a, i grew up with a heroin addict my brother was on heroin for 10 right. years i mean i saw everything you could ever think of mm-hmm. same yeah, behavior right, right? same the same manipulation the same manipulative bullshit mm-hmm. um, yep. yeah enabling <laughs> oh god well the, his dad the dad enabling is like a whole conversation into itself which i think we're going to get into you know we'll get there we start off with now all three of them. I can't remember. Is Justin go with them the first time? Yeah. Yes. They all go together because they're going to get seen and they all go to, so they're driving and, and, you know, they show the dynamic of who Steven is and he's just this crazy, you know, he's a diva. and they're constantly all yelling at each other. 
always but dad does it too okay so now wait now this now this is my naivete but from my understanding maybe i don't know i know this is offensive to a lot of people but is it that's just also stereotypical like aside from them but isn't it just like from what i was raised like people on the italians on the east coast they're very dramatic and loud and blah blah, you know what i mean and not to this extent i mean i've 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 definitely you see it you know um you see and people ah i'm just italian which i think is Mm -hmm. always bullshit because it doesn't give you the excuse to be an asshole just because you have right i mean i'm irish and yeah. I'm an alcoholic. I'm a fucking walking cliche. Like, what? I mean, I, I'm I'm part German, so we're not going to go on that stereotype. But you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm Russian, so you all know. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So you you know, but theirs theirs went beyond just mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. loud family, right? You know, they, yeah. that yeah. there's as far beyond that. There's there's a dysfunction there that is so probably generational this generational trauma there's obviously Mm -hmm. father picking who he does and and you can tell by like some of the things that he says gives you a clue it's kind of like leakage to who what their relationship really is like you Mm -hmm, know behind mm -hmm, closed doors mm -hmm. and how much dad enables them you Mm -hmm. know because he's like i mean i mean we can go to the obvious when when justin's having a fit later and dad's like so i bought him a dog like <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, I, mean? I bought him a dog. He's yeah, he's throwing a fit, he's having a temper tantrum. So let's reward that with a dog. He's, yeah, he's having a temper tantrum because he doesn't want to be in the same state as 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 Steven, which which we'll get there. Okay, anyway. We're driving to, yes. to Texas. Right. <laughs> and of course they're in the medical RV, and already Steven is manipulating his dad and the nurse in the RV. Getting two meals from them. Mm-hmm. And he's like, give me beta. Right. He's screaming at his dad, but his dad is playing into it. And it makes you wonder if they're acting like this on TV, how much worse is it not on TV? Or is it? I don't know. Right. But I feel like if, <laughs> I feel like we saw a lot of really, really just disgusting behavior. Mm-hmm. Well, where is the and- dad getting this money? I don't know. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I know that's always like a big question in the forums or whatever. They're always like, where do all these people get the money to feed themselves? Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. But like to hire a medical RV and pay for that to drive from Rhode Island to Texas. Mm-hmm. An ambulance ride alone is like $6,000. Right. For like 20 minutes. Met, yeah. Like what kind of, what, what did that transport cost them? And right. how many and, times they drove across country and and mm-hmm. even up to the last episode, the fourth episode, which was, you know, I forget the date of it. I let I me mean, look at the date, but the, to the fourth episode where um, uh, Stephen is talking about how his dad buys him food. Like they're in different states, but his he'll call his dad and say, dad, order food. Yeah. He had his dad buy him a fucking sandwich two days before his surgery. Right. You're supposed to be. I uh-huh. had that surgery with that doctor. I know the rule. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're supposed to have supposed to be on a liquid diet for a, at least a week before the surgery. Do you remember the, the scene where he's talking to Justin and saying, "Well, I had a meatball sub before. You should probably not do that." <laughs> yeah, because you could die from that when they yeah. cut you open. You could die from the anesthesia on that. Yeah, 
I mean, and I, I don't understand. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. I just don't understand <laughs> why Doctor Nalzardin continued with the surgery because he would have seen that Pete that that sub in his stomach. Yeah, I guess that's true, huh? And, and I don't know, but I don't know. All right, all right. So we're on the way to Texas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then um, I get upset Steve- about that. <laughs> Stephen Senior is like making jokes about the future portion sizes that Stephen's going to be eating mm-hmm. and making fun of it. And I'm like, how are you going to make fun of, you know, the small their dynamic is so unhealthy. This is exactly. this is where you can see it start manifesting, right? In, in that kind of behavior. Mm-hmm. And then he breaks the bed. Somehow the bed breaks in the RV, and so they have to like. <laughs> macgyver it you know i've been there before oh in the rv in the medical rv not in the medical rv i've never i didn't even know those existed (laughs) like who the fuck thinks about a medical rv well then he was complaining about like oh it was a long journey i'm like bitch you're in a bed you're in a (laughs) full-on bed like you're (laughs) how is that any different from you at home right i was like you look so comfortable in that big bed oh my gosh it's it's not like some of those people that like fucking tammy from thousand pound sisters that has to sit on the fucking floorboard of the van and and drive from georgia to kentucky like that like (laughs) yeah Well, eventually they do make it to Texas and they do meet Dr. Now and Stephen is saying that he's in a lot of pain and could use some pain medicine. But of course, Dr. Now is trained in knowing like, okay, his body language is saying otherwise. Yeah. Maybe there's something more to this. And also people that are in a lot of pain aren't just going to be like, yeah, I'm in some pain. Like you're going to be in pain. Yeah. In actual pain. Like after my C-section, pain. Very, yeah. very, very, very much pain. Yeah, but, um, but drug drug addicts, you know, they learn right. things just in in the general is generalized nature of oh, which is you know because then you can yeah, well, and he's also cool. and he's also used to oh, you know, it, he regresses to like whining it because right? he's like whining about it, mm-hmm. and so like you know that goes back to like a spoiled child. You spoil yes. children whine, and that's mm-hmm. how they get what they want. They whine, they get what they want part of his manipulative behavior of acting like a child and having his daddy take care of him because you can see that Mm -hmm. relationship even though these are adult sons you see that nature of it throughout the whole thing like oh i'm gonna get you food for your cat because your cat was throwing up because you're feeding it pizza and Mm -hmm. like you know getting taking justin's drugs and giving them to his drug addicted son oh god (laughs) yeah that was horrible yeah Okay. Well, so at the hospital, Justin wanted to like possibly, I guess, be interested in getting surgery or doing the process along with his brother. But then he all of a sudden had social anxiety and didn't want to talk to Dr. Now when he said he wanted him to get an echo, which is simple and it's necessary. You, I mean, he was 600 pounds. Mm-hmm. Like you have to do the basic stuff. But he wouldn't even look at Dr. Now. He was holding up his phone so the camera was reversed so he could see him through the camera phone. And I'm like, you know, I can't diagnose anyone. A, I'm not licensed to diagnose, but also, but I'm like, is this like, is he maybe on the spectrum? And I'm not talking negatively about anyone on the spectrum, but I mean, like his behavior is like antisocial, like behavior is like almost 
I'm well, he says he has a social, they, they, they talk about his social anxiety and, and it seems like it's a very extreme form of, if, if it's just that, I feel like there's more to it that we didn't see that they're not because, saying. Yeah. Cause like he was fine in, in talking to everyone outside of the hospital, but and this is a pattern. He does this repeatedly over and over yeah. again. So it makes me think like they were both very much abused. They didn't get into that, but I'm like, this is like serious, serious issues. That so I think um, that I definitely think there had to be some trauma there somewhere, um, because they're, you know, I, I, you know, you guys know I've talked about this before. You don't get to be 600 plus pounds without some something right, right some sort right. of trauma i don't care how lazy you are how much you like to eat you're not going to eat so much that you get to 600 fucking pounds unless unless there's a problem right right, right. there's some and, kind of underlying pathology yeah pathology. right 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 and and that maybe they didn't get it maybe they didn't want to get into it on the show and that aside from the fact that you know yes you can fall back on the trope of like yeah you signed up to be on the show so you know you should talk about it i get that but on the same token like i can understand hey you whatever trauma you had if you don't want to talk about it that's your right right absolutely you know? absolutely but you know and maybe you're not in a in a place where you are able to maybe you're not ready to confront that trauma right 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 i get that you don't have but, words for it or right right any number of things right yeah. right i get that cuz i i trust me i was there mm-hmm. but um yeah, like like Lexi said, there's just got to be something there because these guys act out in a certain. These guys just exhibit every everything I see about them exhibits uh, PTSD responses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their regression into the childlike behavior yes. and how they handle any sort of stressful mm-hmm. or whatever uncomfortable situation. Mm-hmm. It makes me think that that is a trauma response that that is a response that they had mm-hmm. to deal with their whole well that's life. what makes me wonder because you see you see the father exploding into rage in situations that don't warrant getting angry about much less rageful you know mm-hmm. like it's it's him talking about you know his surgery and then dad suddenly yelling that he's going to have smaller portions and you're just if you just hadn't done this so you know and and it turns into something that's not at all proportional to what triggered it Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and i wonder if there was physical abuse that went along with that at the right right maybe not anymore because they're bigger than he is and they probably sit on him and hit started hitting back would be my guess well, but and not only younger. that, right? And not only that, but then, like, I also think about how, you know, I, I look at how, like, the edit that my dad got from my episode, right? And how mm-hmm. everyone is like, "Oh, your dad is so great," oh, and I'm, yeah. He's, yeah, he's so wonderful, and he's such a, such a, uh, 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 supportive dad, and so forth and so on. And yes, you know, you can't. I hate when people blame anything on an edit because it's like the edit can't make something appear that didn't happen. Right. They can manipulate things to make it look a certain way. But at the end of the day, that still had to have happened. Right. Yeah. So yes. And in that regards, my dad was very supportive, but by no means many years ago was my dad a very supportive person. Right. You know, and um, so that, that makes me wonder 
did their did their dad get a better edit than he should have? Yes, I think a hundred percent. Even as much as as bad as the dad looks, yeah. Just because I think by comparison, you know, right. but yeah. I think, and that's what I'm talking about. Like you see the rage response that he has, you mm-hmm. know, like, I mean, it had to have been, you know, he flies off the handle like this and, and hit, like, I don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. I don't see it just being a volume, like a, a voice thing. I feel like there <clears throat> was totally a physical component. Maybe he does, like I said, doesn't do it anymore because they got big mm-hmm. enough to start hitting back would be my guess well and or maybe he didn't do it on the show because the cameras were there yeah um uh, because but i because i also think of like do you remember when steven had the surgery and he was talking to his mom on the ipad and then if you remember in the background his dad's like the witch couldn't even come to her own son's Mm -hmm. her own son's surgery and his other son was like talking shit about the mother and it's like So, like, yes, I know that they're saying that she abandoned them when, she, you know, when they were growing up and so forth and so on. But and, look at the narrator, it, too. Like, right, right. Because you know, that's an and, unreliable you know, narrator. I'm yeah, and say. it's like, that, the, the side, that's the side of the story we're getting. But, you know, it's just like, my dad, no one from my family is going to listen to this, so we'll just go into it. It's like, if you ask my dad why he and my mom got divorced, my dad would say it was because my mother was an alcoholic. But if you ask my mother why they got divorced, my mother would say it was because my dad was abusive towards her, mm. you know? And so right. it's, you know, so it's yeah. like, you know, who, what's, what's, you know? Yeah, there's yeah. It, there's just no way that the dad's behavior occurs mm-hmm. in a vacuum like that. Like, you don't have a response, a rage response like that without having a history of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, then and we go on to see the behaviors that they show in the hospital and the fact that they did live with their dad, and I'm sure they were somewhat sheltered, they were overweight, they didn't, I don't think, I mean, this is my story, it doesn't seem like they were in activities or like doing much, right? They were with their dad right. all the time. So like for, to see the and way Steven was talking to the nurses, mm-hmm. the hospital staff, that rage that he had, I mean, his dad showed that same behavior. So I'm like, this is a learned behavior for sure. Right. It's just, well, it's just like, you know, bigger. I because he I, is I, learned. I also- Go ahead, Wes. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, I also think that we should also recognize that the this is we are seeing what happens, we are seeing what a adult spoiled child looks like, mm-hmm. right? With both of these guys. Right. Like, you know, these these are a prime example of if you don't if you don't discipline your child when they're having a tantrum at three years old, this is what they're gonna look like at right. 33 years old, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, and so. I don't have a child, but I have enough nieces and nephews and I've seen enough children to notice, to know that like when they're in the middle of a tantrum, that amount of rage is just looks un, like it's an ungodly amount of rage coming from that child in a tantrum, <laughs> three years old, right? Uh, you know, and it's like, and it's like, what could they possibly have gone through at three years old to have that much rage? Right. So, right. you know, that, so just think about, they never, they probably, we're not probably disciplined to not be spoiled, you know? And so now at 33, they're just throwing a temper tantrum at 33. Right. And dad's dad's behavior now makes a clear indication that he's always just given in to whatever it is that they, you know, they need at three years old when your baby cries or, you know, at six months mm-hmm. old, when your baby cries, you feed them. That's like one of the right. first go-tos. You bed diaper food, you know, that's what you do. Right. They've, he's like continued to do that. 
right? Like as right. the kids got older, they would cry and scream and whine. So what do you do? You'd give them food, them. right? Well, and they've yeah. also learned that if I do this action, I mm-hmm. get this reward. Exactly. You exactly. Know? And it sounds like dad probably had some, I don't know, like some kind of guilt or something that he wanted to assuage mm-hmm. to make his, because he was trying to like, in his twi- own twisted way, make his kid's childhood good, you know, by giving them anything that they wanted, he thought. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephen was treating the nursing staff like the char- the obnoxious charter guests treat the staff on oh, worse. Worse. <laughs> yeah, way like, worse, I, you didn't Stephen's turn on worse. my light. My light, I've been calling. Like, it's a freaking restaurant or charter yacht hitting a button. Like, they're supposed to be at your beck and call. Like, you're in the hospital. This is yeah. not fine dining and fine. No, no but, but, but he's learned somewhere along the line that that's how you treat people to get what you want. And you see it with his dad because he acts that way. Dad gives him what he wants. He's he keeps yelling. You know, dad keeps yelling at him about his drug use. But then dad takes brother's drugs and gives them to him. Yep. You know, and then you go into to Justin's whole shit which is you know whatever like you know he's always felt second to to steven steven gets all the attention and he you can tell that justin feels less than and all this he has his whatever social anxiety but then he has his own problematic behavior of well i just don't even want to be in the same state i'm just going to quit the program and it which is completely non-healthy ways of coping with things you know and and it right and and it's and it's just it's the same manipulation as yelling and and as yelling Mm -hmm. like steven does it's just on the it's just the reverse point so doctor now ordered a psych eval for steven and he mentioned that he had some mental disorders or something did he ever i i didn't catch it did he ever go into what those were uh-uh, not that I was okay. aware of. I, I just wanted to verify that because I was like, I didn't catch anything and I listened no. for it. So, okay. No, but clearly, I mean, I'd be curious to know what I would love to speak to like um, a licensed like psychiatrist or, or psychologist or something about it because of what they would observe his behaviors. Because you see it through the course of the episodes, like you see the first episode, he's yelling and screaming all the time. He's in this one particular, you know, particularized kind of manic mode of drug seeking mm-hmm. you know of his drug addiction and stuff but then you fast forward say to like the fourth episode and he's just or is it the fourth or the third where he's just like almost catatonic the way he's talking and it's like okay well uh, i, I wonder story. what kind of medication he's on for what like what kind of psychotropic medications he's on that made him have that kind of affect you know yeah, dilated. Like, they gave him dilated it was iv dilated that did it no, but like no later in other episodes when like he's like in oh. in like Dr. Now's office or yeah. whatever. Yeah, that's you true. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my friend's a pharmacist. I can have her come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, but but his just the way that yeah, what how is was his behaviors are manifesting in the way that they are. Um yeah, but uh, yeah, I wonder that that made me wonder too. Was because I'm like, oh, he's clearly on some kind of psychotropic medication. I wonder what kind of disorders he's being treated for outside of that. Was there is there mm-hmm. depression, anxiety? I imagine depression, anxiety, PTSD, <laughs> whatever. But I wonder if there's other like borderline personality disorder, or if there's a bipolar yeah. element, or if there's a schizophrenia. <laughs> or what? What are you laughing? I'm sorry. At? I, I giggle because I'm sitting here at my desk looking at my bottle of Ritalin, Xanax, Wilbutrin. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking, 
Oh, Case God. in point, exhibit A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, we're all we're all on something, right? Everybody's yeah, got yeah. Know, some kind of mental, you know. I wish I was on something right now. <laughs> I'm talking about this. Talk to me after the meeting. Well, <laughs> I, I <laughs> oh, um, anyway. Well, so after the urine incident where he, quote, spilled, accidentally spilled his urine everywhere, we then see Dr. Now kicking him out of the hospital. Mm -hmm. And he's doing his normal crying and begging and pleading. I won't do it again like a child. Like, Mm -hmm. you haven't gotten enough warnings by now. But But he does it because that always he always gets what he wants. He sets the boundaries and calls his dad. I want to go back to the urine thing because it's like, I'm sorry, but. There's no way he pissed into a into a bedpan to spend the spill the urine. There's no way that he pissed into a urinal cup to spill the urine, because he has a a major fupa. You're gonna have a major fupa at that size, and you're gonna have a buried penis. And the only way you're gonna be able to pee is if you pee on yourself or you stand up and hover over a toilet. So he didn't spill urine, but it's like this is what this is what interesting point. Yeah. So this so this is what. This is what annoys me about these these people that go on the show. It's like, again, I went on the fucking show. Just be honest about it. You know what I mean? Like, don't, oh, I spilled my urine. Bitch, you, you, could, you couldn't have spilled your urine because you couldn't pee into something. But did you see later on when he was in his apartment, he had all of those like pee pads everywhere. Stuff. I thought that was for the cat, but I, I think that maybe I just didn't yeah. want to think about it, but. I'm oh. going to assume that was for the cat as well, but you're, hey, but. You guys Very watch Trailer Park Boys? Have you ever seen that show? Trailer Park Boys. Yes. Show. Well, yes, but I will say there was a point in my life um, uh, where my, my hoarding got so bad and my uh, my lymphedema was so bad that if I had to pee, I didn't want to get up to go to the toilet. I would just sit, I would be sitting on my sofa and I would just scoot to the edge of the sofa and I had a whole bunch of towels on the bottom and I would just piss on the towels and then scoot back so first of all thank you for being so open with us because i feel like i've learned more and had more empathy or sympathy i guess you could say yeah with two people that are or were your size um, or are your your previous size because i would have never known the struggles like the real struggles that they don't talk about on tv you know right things that nobody really wants to divulge and you're being completely transparent and i think i just thank you for that because i know that there's going to be thank people you. listening that that can relate yeah, to and- I, yeah i mean it, it's and it's like i feel like in order to remove the shame and embarrassment that i had in my life about it i have to talk about it because otherwise if i don't talk about it that means i'm ashamed about it right and if mm-hmm. i'm ashamed about it then right. how can i process it and work through it yeah yeah but yeah yeah, no i mean there was a a many many years because as i've told talked about before my i had i have bad lymphedema but i had really my lymphedema think first of all was never as bad as Stephen asante's thank goodness right um my i mean my thighs got big and do you know what a fupa is oh yeah yeah. we've had the conversation yes okay okay so well do you know what a do you know what a hidden penis is is it when your fupa covers it? So, yes, but so on a man, like 
when they have the fupa because there's the penis right mm-hmm. um it creates almost kind of like a tunnel almost and and it and so it's, oh because there's so much fat around yeah. so okay. it's so it's kind of <laughs> this is gonna be funny to say but it's kind of like a turtle head poking out of the <laughs> I can imagine okay <laughs> yeah right and and so um so it, it gets like that. And uh, when you get to a certain size, oh, I'm not going to speak for everybody, but I'll just say, I would assume, because it's how it was with me, when I got to a certain size, I couldn't even push the fat back to hold my penis to take a piss. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. And so um, you would just piss on yourself. Mm. If, you didn't, if you didn't have a catheter, and I don't know how you would have gotten a catheter into me, right? Right. Unless, unless it, well, they went intravenous, intravenously, you know, or they went into the, into the bladder because they can do the catheter straight into the bladder. But, you know, and aside, uh, there was many, many years I thought about trying to go to a doctor to have them do that to me. Oh my God. Because there was no other way I could piss other than just on piss yourself. on myself. Oh yeah. my gosh. And uh, I would piss on myself and then, you know, and then it's like you piss on yourself and then you go take a shower. Well, mm-hmm. Then you have think to about how many, right and you have to piss again and so think i might think about how many times a regular person pisses in a day and oh. then think about if you have lymphedema that fluid mm. if you've got your legs elevating is continuously coming off so you're going to piss even more oh and if and you're going to so, the soda the way that steven yes, yes 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 and so it got to a point where i was like well i'm not going to take six showers in a day like that's just ridiculous mm-hmm. i mean it, Looking back on it, it's even more ridiculous to think, well, instead of, it just makes sense just to sit in my own piss. Like, but, you know. <laughs> right, you know, right, That's right. even more ridiculous. But yeah, no. But that's where it gets to. Yes. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm. And we're back. Yeah. Um, so we're in Texas. They Steve got gets kicked out of the hospital. Yep. And so his dad is saving the day like he always does. Finds him an apartment. They move into the apartment. And the first thing Stephen says as soon as they walk in the door is, I want a large pizza and a two liter Coke. And of course, his dad gets it for him. And then his dad asks for a slice of pizza because he's starving and hasn't eaten since 6 a.m. To which Stephen gives him the middle finger. What a nice son. What a a great. Like this just was like, and the dad puts up with it. Yeah. Like, you know, as Dr. Phil mm-hmm. says, people don't do things unless there's some kind of reward for them, right? They don't engage in this behavior unless it's being rewarded. And and so it, dad- My dad would have beat my ass. I couldn't imagine talking like that to anybody at all, much less a parent, you know? Mm, I, no, I, I couldn't imagine that either. Even at damn near 40 years old, like- I couldn't do that to my dad. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm still scared of him. I'm 40 years old and I'm still scared of like, I'm still like, oh, 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 like I still get like cold sweats when I have to like say, put a, enact a boundary, like put a boundary, <laughs> like don't come into my house if I'm not there. Like, like that's not like, I don't think that should be a hard boundary to push. Right. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> got to set the boundary. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah so i think it's cool so after all this crazy madness happens we get to meet princess and i love i loved princess the personal care assistant yes Yes. 
she was setting the boundaries while Wes has a look on his face though you don't like <laughs> I mean I, I could take her and leave her, but you know. Okay. So, so wait. At this point, though, we're we doctor now was on to the drug addiction, yeah. And and sent him to rehab. No. No, not yet. Not yet. Okay. No, we just meet princess, and we kind of get. She she mentions that he had like hydrocodone, and it's all gone. Mm-hmm. And that's when she was like trying to find him, and that's he had disappeared because he had called an emergency pickup to get more pain medicine now this is when dr now shows up at steven's house which i don't think i've ever seen dr now go to someone's house no. but i'm sure it's happened before yeah mm-hmm. house call Mm-mm. yeah before yeah. before or after either right it's never i don't yeah. think it's ever happened since yeah no. no and he notices that steven's been pulling his hair out mm-hmm. and then he, he sees i him. mean he clearly has other things and he mentions that later when they when he's talking about shaving his head dad's like what did you do and he's like oh, i shaved my head because it was really hot and he's like well at least i wasn't pulling it out again right you know that gives you indicate oh, okay i mean he's obviously he's got a history of this behavior mm-hmm, yep mm-hmm. and of course dr now's looking around there's like empty pizza boxes and two liters and food everywhere so yeah Never eventually he does go to <clears throat> He goes to Dr. Now's office where he weighs in at 706 pounds. Which been there. there. He was 624 when he left the hospital and now he's at 706. Well, yeah, he'd been on a controlled diet in the hospital. Although he was the fun he so the 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 inner food addict in me is like, yeah, but just imagine the fun he had when he got home. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're romanticizing it. We don't do that. We don't do that. I know. I I know, but just I think back on it wistfully sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And Dr. Now says he has to lose 60 pounds in a month and stop abusing his pain meds, which is like, okay, you're just telling somebody, just stop. Just stop. Just, just stop, stop doing it. Just stop drinking. Yeah. I wish somebody had just told me, just stop drinking. That Oh, this no. whole time. <laughs> no, it's like when people would tell me, well, just don't eat. Just don't eat as much. Right. You think yeah, this okay. thought hasn't come across my mind? Right. Like You're saying I could be skinny if I just don't eat a lot? I wouldn't be yeah. miserable and angry and shame. Yeah. yeah, like, what a revelation. I never <laughs> thought of this. <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah so at this point he's saying his pain is a nine out of ten and which is he's now, just which is all right. bullshit you can Dr. tell now, like you're using your lymphedema as a vehicle to get pain meds nine out of ten if your pain was really at a nine out of ten you would not be sitting there like just a normal you, you would be in the field yeah. Position, probably yeah yeah, yeah. i've had yeah. tears and i wouldn't even call myself on a, a nine i mean well, I have chronic I've pain, heard, so I, my pain scale is a little bit whacked. Like, of course, yeah. <laughs> well, but okay, so I have lymphedema. Again, not as bad as he does. And and it is bad. You know, I, I would... Yes, I would liken lymphedema to, like, I feel like you're walking around with, like, a boil that's ready to bust, but it never bursts. Oof. That's, that's, yeah, that's not yeah, comfy. Yeah, but, I mean, it's painful, but... you're but, not walking around, like... Pardon me? What if you're not walking around? Like if you're just like laying there. 
Well, either, but yeah, okay. So, but either way, just like imagine how a boil feels. It's about right. to burst and it yeah. never bursts. The pressure yeah. and the pain and yeah. the burning. Yeah. Um, so that's when Dr. Now suspends him from the weight loss program and says he needs to go to rehab. So we see his journey meeting with like the rehab people and everything. He, like he goes to, he goes to detox. Like he detoxes for a week. That's it. That's not rehab. No, I thought almost almost everybody goes to rehab or detox before you go to rehab. Now we didn't know why. We didn't know what happened. Like, why did he not go to rehab? He did the detox. Okay, so generally, going to uh, detox and rehab are two separate things, right? He said he was going to go to rehab. He obviously was not enrolled in any sort. You can get into detoxes easily. Because you spend a few days and you detox and you leave. It's much harder to get a bed at a rehab, but they don't go hand in hand. Just because you can get into a detox doesn't mean you're also in a rehab. And oftentimes oftentimes they will put you in a detox and hold you there until a A bed bed is available in a rehab. We need to it's a a separate thing, it's a separate process. So you have to be willing to do that you know what and i mean that's what like, i'm saying they're like why did he not get a bed or did he just quit like i don't know he probably just thought it was enough good yeah. and and i mean honestly i know people who who just who have done that repeatedly um never actually go to rehab but they'll go to detox they dry you know? out and then leave dry yeah. out and leave yeah you know you just need like a, a break from it to reset you you get medically detoxed depending on what kind of medication what your addiction is right. um, like booze they withdraw they medically withdraw you from booze with like because you could die from that that's yeah because yeah, they could yeah booze that's and bedsores yeah. can actually kill you it's as horrible as like um heroin withdrawal is and stuff it won't kill you no um it's that's, miserable that's you and you're shitting right. and you're you're like bad stuff coming out both ends and your your body hurts and aches and it's just terrible um, and given the amount that Stephen Santi must have had to have been on with the, if he was getting dilated shots, like that's hardcore stuff, right? So if he to detox from that stuff, like there are so so we see this play out a little bit with him is that he was on suboxone when he left. And mm-hmm. Wes, I'm sure you're familiar with this from working in the field, is suboxone's a kind of medication that's like an opiate, but it's like two different kinds of medication, basically. That's like an opiate and an opiate ag- agnostic, right? So it's like it gives you the opiate, so your body gets it, but then it also delivers it with this other thing that blocks the effects of it, so you don't get the high or whatever. So it's kind of like people that are addicted to crystal meth, or was it crystal heroin, and they go to heroin and they give a meth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Similar. It's like a replacement drug therapy type of thing. Right. It's it's, Um, it's supposed to be like a stopgap step down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and people's opinions of it vary all over widely um you know from from addicts to to harm reduction is i mean it's a big it's a big thing but in any and, case and what i think is but I, what i was curious though is like i didn't i wonder which rehab he went to in houston because that's i used to work at that when i worked in a rehab it was in houston was it a detox because it, it it had a detox and a rehab okay. and i actually well, did to st john's for detox oh did, is that where he did it okay at the hospital yeah it was like a hospital a lot of hospitals will have a detox Mm -hmm. not all of them will and not all of them will have beds available but some of them do have a detox there and again Mm -hmm. 
like getting a bed there at a hospital detox is not going to be the same as getting a bed at a inpatient rehab center. Right. Cause like know? the place that I worked at, we had, we had a detox unit and everybody that came for the <laughs> rehab, everyone that came into the rehab had to go to detox first and they had to be at the detox for however the long the doctor said they needed to be there for. Mm-hmm. And then once the doctor cleared them from detox, then they were transitioned to the rehab right. housing. So that's what mine was like. So my whole, when I went, I did both, but they were separate units. And I mean, mm-hmm. they weren't mm-hmm. necessarily affiliated. They just had relationships with. So like when I contacted the rehab place, they made the arrangements for the detox yeah. and, and all of that stuff. Um, and and made the arrangements like with my parents for the payment because my parents paid for rehab for me. Um, and here's here's the rub of it. And here's the thing, the kicker about detoxes versus rehabs is that detoxes are medical, right? So detoxes is, is a medical treatment that's insurance covered, right? They're treating you for medical stuff. When I went to detox, all of my detox and all of my detox medications were covered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm rehab the only things that were covered would be any medications i was put on um and my urinalysis my twice a week pee in a cups was this in virginia no i went to california just because insurance because the way rehabs and detoxes and insurance and medical and all this stuff works such Mm -hmm. a racket it's horrible it the whole industry is fucked i'm sorry but it is there's like tons of documentaries and stuff out there about for profit rehabs and they're really just pill factories and you know like they're just a 30-day stint at the place that i worked at and the place that i worked at they had like a high-end facility that was in uh like the hill country in texas okay around around the austin area and then they had like an uh a day patient facility and then they also had the the flagship facility like where i worked which was just like the norm just like regular rehab Mm -hmm. just just that regular rehab facility a 30-day stay was thirty thousand dollars yeah i was gonna say mine yeah i was there for two months so my rehab stay was 60 grand we were cash we were paying cash so we were paying full price because Mm -hmm. you know the prices insurance pay is reduced you know this working in sort of in the field right Mm -hmm. lexi Mm -hmm. like um well my brother does this for a living that's literally what he does the 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 negotiated prices that insurance companies pay they don't pay the 30 grand a month they pay a far lesser amount but because we were paying cash we paid full price so you best believe they treated me they gave me my services Mm -hmm. but i only realized that later after the fact Mm -hmm. when i realized Mm -hmm. what a racket it rehabs are in in i really really wish my brother was here because this is literally we need to because he literally coordinates with insurance companies to cover the services to get people beds and stuff at his facility. It's very that's, fascinating. That's the that where that at that rehab that I worked at, that's the one where the lady told us that a poultry guy said raped her in the shower. But oh, what shit. she had actually what she'd actually done was taken a uh she had ripped the steel backing off steel steel wool backing off of a sponge and scraped out the inside of her ass cheeks. And then she said it was a poultry guy that raped her. Oh my God. Yeah, they get crazy. Drug, drugs, guys, stay. Don't do them. <laughs> drugs are bad, kids. Um, yeah. The things I learned about drugs and rehab, I learned way more about drugs and rehab than I did ever on the street anywhere else. But that's because mm-hmm. I didn't really do 
Mm -hmm. I didn't do those kinds of drugs. I did booze and pills when they were available. <laughs> but anyway, but we digress. <laughs> so so Stephen goes to this whatever seven day detox. Mm -hmm. He gets put on Suboxone and he gets his prescription. That's that's what he's screaming about. He needs his treatment medication. And it'll be your fault. But I'm gonna relapse because you won't give me money to get my fill because the insurance blah blah blah. Again, this all goes to that. Um, but again, blaming, I'm going to relapse because you won't pay for my drug. No, 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 yeah. no. Like my yeah. medical maintenance drug. No. Suboxone is a tool. It's one tool, right? Mm -hmm, Much like mm -hmm. rehab is a tool and therapy is a tool and 12 steps. Weight, and tool, weight loss and, surgery is a tool. Right. Right. All of these things, right. You can't just go on Suboxone, you mm -hmm, know, and, mm -hmm. and say, okay, I'm going to get off heroin just on Suboxone. Um, you know, there, there's a, there's a medication called naltrexone, which is a very similar medication. Um, and they found that it also, it works in alcoholism patients by blocking a, a craving for alcohol. Mm -hmm. They put me on that when I was there. It was just one aspect of everything else, right? Like, did it stop my cravings or was it something else that stopped my cravings? I don't know. I was in therapy. I was doing rehab. I was doing 12 step. Mm -hmm. I was doing you know, writing letters to Santa Claus. I was meditating. I was doing all the things, art therapy. Uh -huh. It could have been any number of things that made me, you know, made my craving go away. But it was just one tool. You don't just put somebody on naltrexone or and abuse or something. Like you're not uh -huh. going to get, if you have an addiction, you need other modalities. And what you'll really probably treat, end up doing, if nothing else, if you don't the get root the help. Cause. Right. And if you don't, if you don't get the help, what you'll probably, end, you'll usually end up doing is just transferring the addiction mm -hmm. from what you had the addiction on to what you're taking now. Right. And you see that with him, you mm -hmm. know, he, he has a food addiction and a pain pill addiction. Mm -hmm. And when, mm -hmm. you know, one is taken away from him, you know, like, like you, unless you're treating those underlying traumas, which they're clearly not because he's screaming at his mm -hmm. father I'm going to relapse because and it's going to be all your fault. I'm going to die and relapse. Yeah. Shows obviously he has no intent of trying to get and stay sober mm -hmm. and clean mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it's not treating anything because look how he's behaving, you know, yes. you're not yeah. changing your behavior. So no surprise. And then, yeah. So, so he's yelling about princess and then yelling about not, you know, he's doing classic drug addict behavior. He doesn't have his, his drugs there. He's, Right. He's fiending for a fix, you know. Uh -huh. You know, I don't envy withdrawal from from opiates, but I but I have done it, and it sucks. Uh -huh. And it, uh -huh. you, your body does hurt because you've been masking any pain, any physical pain in your body. You've been masking with the opiates for however long. You know, yeah, uh -huh. your body's going to hurt, and then as part of the withdrawal, your body's going to hurt because Even of that more. as well so it's yeah. like additional so it's like double the hurt and you can't take anything mm -hmm. for it mm -hmm. that's why you get medically treated there's there's medications mm -hmm. that can help those withdrawal symptoms that's why you have to but him he's not going to ever actually withdraw because he's going from one substance to the other he's taking mm -hmm. his pain pills mm -hmm. and then it's replaced with the suboxone which you know it just if you stop taking that you're going to have the same things you're just putting off the Right. And, yeah. and then, you know, and then he's also, he's not, he's never going to stop feeling that pain because in his mind, he's convinced himself that he's got pain. Right. You know, I'm not and saying so, that it's all in his head. He probably no. physically does have yes. severe pain. Oh, of pain. course. Yeah. Yeah. He, I'm, I'm sure he does, but 
the source of what's that, causing right. that pain is not something physical. Right. Physically and it's and it's just that. another excuse. It's it's just another excuse. It's another excuse to avoid doing what he doesn't want to do. Right. Right. And and um, it's the same thing with his brother. You know, his brother likes to use his. Uh, Justin likes to use Stephen as a scapegoat a lot for I don't want to go here and do this. I don't want to be right. in the same state as him. I don't want to be. Right. In th- well, at the end of the day, the root cause, the my opinion, the root cause is he just is afraid to have the surgery because he doesn't want to stop eating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's, he doesn't want to lose does, the one crutch he has. He, to feel, he doesn't want to lose better. the one crutch. He doesn't, and he doesn't also subconsciously doesn't want to address the pain that he's going through in his life. And so he's doing everything he can to avoid that. Yep. Um, and it's just, it's, it's like my 600, I, you know, the thing that I wish most people would realize with my 600 pound life is while yes, it can be an entertaining show and you see people do crazy wacky shit and, you know, and it can be dramatic and entertaining and people are falling and throwing a fit and, you know, and it's, it is, for lack of a better term, it, it is a modern day freak show because it is. I can say that. If anybody else said that, I'd fucking kick your ass. But <laughs> I was on the show, so I could say it. It is a modern day freak show because, you know, we like to see we like to see the the oddities in this world. And when you're 600 pounds, you are an oddity. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we like to look at them. But I wish people would also realize that these people aside from physically from the weight being unhealthy they're also unhealthy in their mind yeah for right? oh, 100% 100% yeah and like they these are people that are screaming for help with their actions not their words right and they are pushing people away because they i'm assuming at some point in their life they were hurt and as they say hurt people hurt right Mm-hmm. hurt people hurt people yeah yeah and so um i i know for me uh, i'll just speak for myself i shouted the loudest and i isolated myself and i treated people like shit because i didn't want them to get close to me to hurt me again mm-hmm. and and that's just what i think it boils down to with these people is that uh, all these other people is they just have some pain or trauma in their life and they don't want to be hurt again and so this is how they avoid being hurt they yeah. make themselves intolerable to be around so people don't want to be around them <laughs> well and so <laughs> and so if nobody's around them nobody can hurt them that's true um so with all of this being said and all of his drug addiction stuff, Stephen still gets approved for surgery at this at some point, right? He still gets the surgery, like, yeah. And so that's like, I, I, I feel like that's like rewarding a bad kid's temper tantrum. <laughs> but do, do you think he earned it? Do you think he deserved it? Like, did he? No, I don't think he earned it or deserved it at all. But the doctor just gave it to him anyway. Like, I think. I mean, he was going to die. Period. So it was either mm-hmm. get the surgery or die. That's how I, I think that. I think the doctor did it because the, the the production company needed a show. They needed it. They needed results. Mm, all right. Well, and that's how I feel about it, uh, because I, I I don't know. It just like because I I just stand back and I think it's like and again you're both their parents. I'm not right. Mm-hmm. So like 
if you tell your kid, don't do this, or this is going to happen, and then they do it and that doesn't happen. And mm-hmm. then you tell them again, don't do this, and that, or this is going to happen, and they do it and it doesn't happen. And then they, they say, don't do this, and they do it, and then this doesn't happen. If that continues to happen, then isn't the thought that like, okay, well, my child now knows that mm-hmm. they can get away with whatever they want to get right. away with. Right. 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 And so like, I feel personally that like Dr. Nelzardin said, don't do this, or this isn't going to happen. And then he did it anyway. And Dr. Nelzardin gave it to him. Yeah. And so okay. like, so how is, how is that teaching him that boundary? Right. Mm. he's enabling them the same way dad is enabling them right yes okay so i think it doesn't the first episode end with him getting the surgery no 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 he doesn't get the surgery till the third episode oh okay sorry i watched him when i went back and rewatched him they were probably out of order yeah Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so okay so where are we Uh, doctor well i don't i don't know this i don't know where we left off somewhere so, between doctor so, paradise rehab come, and surgery yeah. <laughs> doctor paradise come to his apartment for probably only one visit i don't know if he comes later on mm-hmm. and i feel like that didn't get anywhere i mean mm-hmm. oh no we see him later on obviously throw the we do see him later on yeah, yeah yeah but he i feel goes like back to see yeah it was just a waste of time i don't know what yeah. the point was like Kind of, you said it, Wasu, where you said that you, how many times did you meet Dr. Paradise? Once, right? Once. Yeah. One time. So it's like, these people have significant mental issues. Like, yeah, you're going you're gonna to see a doctor on TV once. It doesn't, I, don't, I just don't think it makes sense. Or no. Well, and I, 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 you know, I, I also, I don't understand how like every, because Dr. Nail Zarden wasn't the first bariatric doctor that I went to, right? Okay. Um, I had seen several other ones to try to have surgery and they all turned me down because of my size. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of them had the caveat that before I had the surgery, I had to have a psych evaluation. Right. You know, but that wasn't the case with Dr. Nazar. Um, Interesting. Like, you know, I, let's see. When is, when is Mother's Day? When is Mother's Day? Sunday. Sunday. This Sunday? This Sunday. Okay, so on Monday, my contract will have expired and then I could tell you more. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell more on... on, on, Noted. We will (laughs) scheduling Wes for... (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, okay, yeah. I mean, that's that's a problem with the show in general. And I think it's particularly problematic with these... People, because you know, you're gonna you, you, these guys clearly have all of these underlying issues, mm-hmm. you know, drug addiction and stuff. But going for a week in detox isn't going to address all those mental issues that need to be addressed about driving what's driving his his addictions to both food and drugs. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And so, I I think. I think we've talked about episodes one and two kind of already, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, the only thing yeah. we met, like left out is when the whole fiasco of, you know, falling out of the golf cart and the nine. Oh, oh yes. yeah. How could we miss that? How I know. He has to move out of one of his apartment, his apartment for whatever reason. And I forget why. It's expensive. Um, so yeah. they, dad helps him find a new apartment. And in this apartment, honey, they're going to look at an apartment, right? And it, you know, the guy's taking him to this apartment on a golf cart. 
<laughs> and Stephen throws himself off the back of the golf cart. I let me tell you something. B- uh, being his size, I have ridden on the back of a golf cart before, mm-hmm. and because I've had to go, like when I had to go take my, um, I used to, in the industry I used to work in, I used to have to get hazmat certifications. Okay. And so the place in Houston to go get your hazmat certification is like the parking lot is like three football fields long. Mm-hmm. And then like, and then like you walk the three football fields to get to the front, to the office. And then you have to walk across the building, which is like another two football fields long Dang. to get to where you need to go to take like the test. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like they have a like, shuttle service, but it's just a man on a golf cart. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> and like, I couldn't fit like inside the golf cart. So I had to sit on the back and like, I was afraid I was going to fall off because every time he would hit a bump, I was like. (laughs) (laughs) If only you could see Wes's hand gesture. (laughs) (laughs) Like sliding down like, oh, uh, this is not good. (laughs) So he throws himself off the back of this golf cart and um, throws this whole, ha ha ha, I'm in pain, nine out of 10. I need dilated. I need dilated. That should be a t-shirt. I need, I probably need is. <laughs> if it isn't, he needs to make it. He needs to make some money off of that. <laughs> he gets him his teeth back. <laughs> oh, oh, I like the little chocolate nuggets. We talked about that. We talked oh, about Oh, don't it. just stop. I'm going to throw up again. I'm going to throw <laughs> up again. <laughs> okay. So, talk about gumming it. So he's threatening that he has to go to, because dad, and then dad was going to drive him to therapy. And yeah. he's insisting he needs to go to the hospital and that he's going to call an ambulance, but they're at, they go to therapy and Dr. Paradise talks to dad while Steven is sitting in the car, but then he calls 911 medics to come get him to take him to the hospital. I fell off a golf cart. I'm in pain. <laughs> what hurts? My back and my legs. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> God, you know. I, I I watch these episodes of these people that have like really dramatic things and I think god I should have done shit on my episode yeah. that episode was so boring I we need an epic fall or something yes. for they should have recorded me in the, ho- in the hotel I... <laughs> falling off the bed losing toenails yes trying oh, to get some god. dick but you know yeah no, if you don't I mean, know that, that story. Go back and listen to one of Wes's prior episodes. He gives a detailed explanation of that. But no, that uh, yeah, no, falling off the golf cart that was just that's some next level. Like you need some drugs, kind of shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, but you get desperate when you're, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So okay. Needless to say, he doesn't go to the hospital, or does? He? No, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I think he goes, uh, I think he goes to the ER, right? And like, he goes to ER. Is that when Dr. Now confronts him with the, no. No, that's the next episode. Okay. So he goes to the ER. He gets, I think he gets some pain medication, but like, this is like one of the last times. And then, then this takes us into episode three, a few months later, where now Dr. Now Zardin has literally called all of the hospitals in Houston and put him on like the no pain medication list. And I don't, think un- people understand outside of the show how big of a deal Dr. Nell Zarden is in the Houston medical community. Dr. Nell Zarden used to be the uh, uh, in charge of one of the largest hospitals in Houston. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, before he 
was a bariatric surgeon before all of this. Like he was uh he was in charge of a hospital in Houston. And there Houston is well known for its hospitals. It's got a huge medical center. Mm-hmm. And uh he is very well known and very well respected in that medical center. Okay. And so um he knows a lot of important people in Houston, right? right. He knows a lot of powerful people in Houston. And so he literally from what he said on the show, talked to the fire marshal of Houston because the <laughs> fire marshal is the one that admin, like says who's going to you know send the ambulances out and was like, do not send your ambulances to pick this guy up unless it's a medical emergency, right? Right. And like, I mean- Well, so and then, yeah, I mean, at some point, Dr. Nazarian had gotten like the Texas database. Yes, whatever, yeah. Whatever, the opiate yeah. database. Yeah, yeah. And he had him entered in that. So like- Dr. Nell Zardin did what did what he could to stop him from getting getting these pain pills legally, right? Right, right. And um, it stopped him from what you could see on the show. It stopped him from having the pain pills because all of episode three and all of episode four, that's all he fucking kept saying was, oh, maybe I'll a little bill. Maybe I'll a little bill. Give me a little bill. Give me a little bill. Can I have a little pill? Can I have a little pill. And it's like, dude, come on. Like, I understand you're an addict, but like at this point, it's been months. Like, get over it. <laughs> you know? like, um, what was I going to say? Oh, is it? So episode three, though, was primarily Justin's story, I would say, weren't you? No, I would say episode three is is primarily Stevens because it's the one where he had the surgery. Okay. Primarily four. Justin Justin's episode is primarily episode four. I think we're calling them different things because Stephen was episode. I don't know. God only knows. So okay. So in the order on where are they now? The uh, the first where are the the second where are they now would be episode three, and that second where are they now is where Stephen has his surgery. Okay. And so that's the one where he shows up to the ambulance at the beginning of the episode. Actually, at the very beginning of the episode. He's going to go take a shower and he breaks the shower curtain rod. Okay. You remember that where he ripped it off the wall by accident? Begley. Yeah. <laughs> and so then uh, then he goes to the hospital and that's when Dr. Nelzard meets him at the hospital at the emergency. Uh-huh. I remember In the that. emergency room, the emergency area. And then like yells at him in the emergency room and is like, find a way to fucking get home because the ambulance is taking you home. And and uh steven is like threatening to call them i'm gonna call the press and it's gonna be all over the news and <laughs> and dr and, and dr and was like call the press do you want me to call them for you I'll, I'll i'll dial them for you right now we'll tell them that you we'll be more than happy to call and tell them that you're abusing the medical system to get drugs yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then he ends up calling his dad and telling us that i don't know how you're gonna fucking figure it out but get me a ride home and, yeah. then a, then a and then a Mercedes Benz Uber shows up. Unreal. Unreal. That's why I ask, like, where is this man getting this money from? Because not only is it an Uber that shows up, but it's, it's a, a fucking Mercedes Benz Uber. Yeah. It's like the Uber Black or whatever the hell it's yes. called. And then, like, he's too big to even fit in that. It's like, a, a, even like the, and the Uber driver's like, uh, maybe we shouldn't get up. Maybe you need something bigger than a compact car. And so they call. <laughs> That's what the Uber guy tells them. And so then they get like the Uber XL for him to pick them up. And meanwhile, he has no fucking shoes on. Right, ever. Right? He never wears ever. shoes. 
So he's like walking around Houston. And he's got that really deformed leg. Yes. Yes. And he's like, yeah, because it's got a huge lymphatic mass on it, which is, I get that. But I'm telling you right now, he could find shoes to fit. They make shoes for that. Yeah. Um. But like everybody else wears like Crocs or something. Come on now. No, but uh, yes, but they uh, they have they have literal shoes that are made for people that have feet like that for lymphedema, <laughs> right? And like you shouldn't be walking around the Houston. I don't know if you've ever been to Houston, but Houston is a concrete city. Like it's concrete, <laughs> right? And I and imagine it's dirty and gross. And Houston is a very dirty city. You know those. No wonder he stank. Yes, pees on himself, walking. doesn't shower. Like yes, he walks around with no shoes on, and then like I oh, can't do that shit in Baltimore. Oh God, <laughs> no. needles in your feet. Yeah, exactly. But that happens in fix. Houston. That'll happen in Houston too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, get it, get get his drug fix that way. Right, right. And so then, like anyway, he goes home. He he finally gets home after the hospital. And like, um, you know, then they go back to, then they, then they go to Rhode Island with the dad and the other brother. Right. Mm -hmm. And they talk about Justin and Justin's talking about how like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm trying to lose weight. I eat uh, only three meals a day. And so I eat two really good meals and then I reward myself with the third meal you know, with my third meal, I reward myself. And then the next thing, next thing they show, he's like at a restaurant with his dad ordering pasta. Right, right. <laughs> you know, and then and his dad is buying the pasta. Mm-hmm, of course, uh-huh. just more of the same behavior. Right. So wait, at what point in this is, is do we have Justin opening his toy store? He did that in the earlier episodes, but I Okay, so see, I got my yeah. episodes then confused. If you guys are, yeah. okay. Yeah, so that was, but that would... I think that was technically the first Where Are They Now episode, so that would be like episode two. Okay. Right? It was in the um, actual, the... the oh, the very first oh. episode. Okay. Yeah. So then it was, okay, it was in the very first episode. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, and that fucking hobby store, that's what, that's... Another excuse for him. Yeah, Another thing for him to hide behind. Yeah, but like, meanwhile, they never show anybody in that store. So like... <laughs> I'm going to Google know. if it's still open. It's not. Right. I think he closed it. I think he had to close it um but they had one scene where all the kids were putting model a bunch of people they're putting models together which is probably yeah, but entirely set up it, probably it was but then it's also like does he stink like i wonder like does he stink does he stink probably like his brother and like if he because like that was like always my biggest concern when I was really really like in the seven hundreds is like I never wanted to be the smelly fat man, and so like even to this day I still have like this huge paranoia, and because I had COVID I can't smell anymore, and so like it's like now I don't know if I'm the smelly fat man you know, and so like, ugh. so funny story my brother does not have a sense of smell he was born that way, just like Kate Chastain has no sense of smell Ooh. my dad has it too. Um, because of that, he was also worried because he could never smell himself. So he was always paranoid. So he would shower like two or three times a day and he would yeah. change his socks and his underwear multiple times a day because he never wanted to be the stinky yeah. man. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yes, yeah. ma'am. And I mean, I would, I walk around, even to this day, I walk around with like, I have like my, my stick deodorant and then I have like 
the spray body deodorant that I'll spray like on my privates and on my armpits <laughs> and then I wear cologne and scented and scented lotion <laughs> and just like, <laughs> it's crazy um okay. so like uh you know and and another thing that really struck you could just tell his brother was never committed was like Dr. Nelsarden allowed him to stay in Rhode Island mm-hmm. and get his, a doc a weight loss doctor in Rhode Island to monitor his weight progression, but he had to go get go get weighed, and he never fucking did. He would never go right. get weighed, but he yet he still scale. gets the surgery too, right? And like he would never, he never got a scale. It's like motherfucker, you can go on Amazon. Mm-hmm. That's where I got my scale from. My scale goes up to a thousand pounds. <laughs> you can get on Amazon for a hundred dollars. It's digital. If you want to be sci-fi nerd, because I'm a sci-fi nerd, if you want to be a sci-fi nerd, you can get yours that connects to the internet and does all kinds of shit for a hundred dollars. So, you know, just another excuse after excuse. You right. know, tell your, you know, and if you want your dad to buy it, tell him to not fucking buy pasta for three days. And there's your scale. <laughs> right. So, so ultimately, okay, we have both of these guys get the surgery, but then aren't really compliant afterwards. Although we do get a brief period of Stephen being compliant. Um, and then we have Stephen goes off to get married, may or may not still be married. We don't know. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't find her social media either. I tried trying to like find her because apparently she was posting stuff in the past, like in 2021, 2022. Yeah. So what's interesting. And and it's like, but wait, and it's like, she had a kid Mm -hmm. and it's like, she wasn't a bad looking girl. No. You know, I mean, right? It's like, where did they find these people? Yeah, um, split into his DMs, I think. Yeah, like there's a there's a lot that we don't know. So, so I mean, we've we've pretty much like, I mean, that's is what happened on all on the show and stuff or whatever. But like, so then, so we know he goes off and gets married. There's this whole episode about where he got married, and then. He and 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 Justin don't talk, you know, in every conversation with each of them, it's no, I don't talk to him, I don't talk to him. And again, you know, this excuse that they each use or whatever. And then, you know, the competition, well, you know, um, because we had that whole scene where, you know, Justin didn't want to go to his appointment because his dad was gonna have them both go together, and then Justin wanted to leave the state and stuff. But then once so Stephen meets this woman and he moves to Iowa and marries her mm-hmm. and moves in there. And so then Justin was like, okay, well, now I can go back to Dr. Nazardin now that Steven's not in the state anymore. And it's like, oh, well, you told him, like. Right, yeah. And it's like, it, hello, Houston's a fucking, Houston is yeah. a huge city. It tells like, you how ridiculous his excuses, right? Yes, yeah. So he goes and he's like, okay, well, maybe I'll try again and goes, and that's when he gets into that, what, what progression with the doctor, right. the weight, you know, with the doctor or whatever. And then Stephen reappears and meets up with dr nazar and via zoom right um and and decides he wants to get back on because like his wife's gonna leave him because he's back on drugs and back engaging in all his behaviors or whatever and it's a very weird conversation and he seemed very affected so like it's another one of these i wonder what kind of psychotropic drugs he may have been on because Mm -hmm. he's clearly like altered well and and it's like and i wonder like this woman clearly saw how he was on television right Mm -hmm. like they did not sugarcoat it and i'm sure that like he was much worse and they didn't show the right as bad as he was right Mm -hmm. and it's so it's like you can't be surprised that you are getting with a man that 
has a drug problem again. Like, yeah, she. I read, a quote, some, I read a quote somewhere where she said something like, "I saw his beautiful." Uh, don't quote me on yeah. this. I, whatever. I have it. I have <laughs> it in front of me. Oh, you read it because I'm like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. I was trying to find <laughs> him because the moment I saw him on TV, I thought he was a beautiful person. And I wanted to know him, not because of TV, but because I knew he was my soulmate. I felt it and I just had to find him. And then he's nothing like how he's perceived on the TV show or at all on his YouTube videos. He's a gentleman and a fantastic lover. Yeah. And he's lover doing of life cameos right now. I, I are, almost, they, are they like current though? I believe so. Maybe I'm wrong. But um, let's see. I have my flashlight on because I have no lights on. Uh, let me see. Because I was I, like jokingly gonna buy you one, and then I was like, I don't have fifty five dollars to send to you. Fifty five dollars? Yes, he's charging more than Danielle and these ninety day people. Oh my gosh! So you guys, if you want a Stephen Asante cameo, please, if somebody wants to drop the money, find out if he's currently if they're actively doing them, and find out if you want to do that. Okay. I mean, I mean, I'm not telling you go spend the money on it, but if you have gotten one from him recently, <laughs> please let us so know. He has done, he has 345 reviews with a 4.81 star rating, and the last cameo that he did that with a review left was April this year, last month. So he is active on cameo. Okay. So somebody, if you get a cameo from him or if you have gotten one, let us know, please. Um, for now, though, you know, um, Stephen Asante, if there is further updates, we will, of course, continue to further update you. Um, y'all really like Stephen Asante, and I don't mean like like him personally, but y'all <laughs> like talking about him. You like watching him, and I get it. I get it. It's um, quite an amusing slide show. Slide sideshow isn't he <laughs> um anyway um anyway i think that's it that's all we got on the asante brothers and if there's a fifth episode then we will be sure to uh, update you with that so thank you guys for tuning in Hey, fraudcasters. You know, I used to find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. They were the first thing to take off when I got home. But Skims has changed all that. You guys know I love my Skims Fits Everybody t-shirt bras. I own them in just about every shade now. I wear them every single day when I leave the house. And they are completely worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I was not expecting from them was how comfortable they are. Even the underwire bras that I wear all day, I barely even notice. Definitely not the first thing I take off when I come home anymore. Y'all, I'm a 36 double D and I've had a reduction and I've gone up and down and lost weight and gained weight and all the things. And the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, I swear, fits me the best. I finally found a t-shirt bra that I can wear. But not only that, it is the best bra that I own. It holds the girls in so well. And let me just say, Hetero Life Mate really appreciates these bras too. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com. Now available in 62 sizes from a 30A to a 46H. 
Plus, get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, please be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show, The Fraudcast, in the drop-down menu that follows. <laughs>